0: Good... I (laughs) know. Bad evening, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Bad bad evening to you all. It's Michael, (laughs) your host. Michael the Ailing. (laughs) Of the American Pale Males podcast. It's true, I have this sore throat thing going on, and with me, it's Jeremy.
1: So, uh, Michael, we had another one of our patented come-from-behind finishes in trivia this past week where... So there was one category about bearded men, right? Okay. One of them was, any self-respecting metalhead will know this uh, assassinated guitar player from Pantera. Or or something, that was the the question. And I would reckon that even you... I know the answer, yes. ...would be able to pull Dimebag Daryl out of that. Yeah. And then there was another one. He was a Danish man who was the king of England for, like, a year. Mm. It, it, anyways, it was Ethelred the Unready. Okay. And at one point, one cut. of our, uh, yeah, the the host chastised one of our hated rivals. Not quite Wayne the Brainy, but uh-huh. on the way. Yeah. Um. So just like, you guys pulled Ethelred the Unready and did not pull Dimebag Daryl? get out of my trivia, or (laughs) something along those lines, and it made me laugh. But but Michael, besides ailing, how are you? Have you had any fine beers?
0: I have had a fine beer. Perhaps some to brag about? Yes. Actually, this harkens back to when I was in your neck of the woods for your neck of the wedding. Oh, yeah. Well, (laughs) I (laughs) I don't know what that means.
1: (laughs) I don't either, but I like it. Um, I had from Exile Brewing Company, Ruthie. Uh, Do you know the story behind this woman? Real woman. You know, I read it on the bottle and I can't remember. A bartender of sorts? She was a famed bartender in, I believe, the 50s, 60s. Famed for, and you'll see this on the bottle,
0: Michael. Yes, I'm looking at a picture right now.
1: Famed for uh, being able to balance one of those tiny Pilsner glasses that old men drink beer out of on her breasts while she pours the beers with both hands. Yeah, on her, like, blouse, on her
0: bosom. Yes. You're exactly right. They're showing her doing that
1: right on the bottle. They tweet out pictures of her quite a bit. Oh, really? Like real-life pictures? Yes. The The picture is... There's like one of those semi-famous pictures that people would hang in bars. Yes, because
0: it says here in their flavor text, The world's best balanced beer is brewed with Munich and Pilsner malt and complemented with German pearl hops, a tribute to a real Des Moines original... And the finest woman to ever serve beer in our capital city.
1: Her name is Ruthie Bisignano. Bisignano? Oh yeah, I'm seeing that, yes. Okay, Did you, I'm assuming you just typed in Ruthie Des Moines and clicked on images.
0: Yes, I, Ruthie uh, B-I, and it actually came up. Oh wow. And yes, I'm seeing that, <laughs> the, the feet in action. It's an interesting picture. Yes. Uh, wow, 1927 to 1993 is when she lived, apparently. There's a gravestone here.
1: Oh, that's her... Oh, she's like, she, wait, she bartended in the 27... No, no, she didn't. Yeah. She most likely bartended in the 40s, 50s, yeah. and so on. Okay. What did you think of it?
0: Um, what did I think about it? Well, like this feat, seeing this feet, I am impressed. Uh, it was superbly crisp. It had a nice body and a nice substantial malt for the style. You know, it was not insipid. Um, It Mm -hmm. wasn't too sweet. It was just like right on it. It just hit that nice lager pop. Um, Mm.
1: It's a good beer.
0: Did have a little lingering bitterness to remind you that, yes, you are drinking beer, but nothing too far on either side. So it was just Mm -hmm. like like they say in the, the text, the best balanced beer. Yeah, I would agree with that. I thought this beer was remarkable and one not to overlook for sure.
1: The official beer of the state fair this year, I believe. Oh, yeah. It was great. I was pleasantly surprised. Michael, I have a double beer brag. One is one is more of an update. So last week we did the Bitburger Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest, and I had much consternation as to whether or not it my bottle had gone sideways. Oh yes. Given that they'd been uh, stashed out in my storage, my tool shed, for lack of a better <laughs> word. Um, APM pod update. APM pod update. There was nothing unusual about it cuz they had it on tap at the sanctuary mm-hmm. and I had one because I needed to know. Yeah. Um it still has that unusual front end. Really? It's not as malty as I would think I th- would have liked it.
0: I didn't pick it out maybe as distinctly as you did, but yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. But that's a good to confirm that all those beers yeah. are not likely not uh soured. Skunked. Yeah, skunked, soured, yeah. whatever.
1: Sure. I didn't think that they would go that bad that quick mm-hmm. cuz like it it wasn't that hot that fast, plus the tool shed doesn't get that hot. It tends to stay pretty consistent through the summer and winter. It doesn't really get too hot or too cold. Mm-hmm. But uh, my real beer brag, Michael, yes. was a beer from 2017 oh. that I had been saving for quite some time. Goose Island? It was not a Goose Island. Oh. No, this was my variant from 2017 Dark Lord, Michael, the French Vanilla Militia. That's right. Okay. Dark Lord aged in muscat barrels with vanilla, cocoa nibs, and coffee. I, uh, in doing some research on this, and I do mean the very smallest amount of it. Yes. Um, muscat is is not the same as muscato. Okay. Muscat grapes taste like lychee fruits. They taste like a light floral perfume smells. So, I've never had a muscat wine before. Mm Mm-hmm. But, in the time since I've had... My French Vanilla Militia. I've learned that the 2017 version, the one that I have, is one of the uh, red-headed stepchildren of the Dark Lord family. Not favored amongst the fans? N- n- no. Um, a Ooh. lot of people claim that it tasted, it was putrid, that it tasted kind of like uh, green peppers I had seen on there, Ooh. which I don't agree with. Uh-huh. The You don't get a coffee, cocoa nibs, or vanilla in it, which is unfortunate. You get a little bit of them when it warms up a little bit, mm-hmm. as we've seen happen in the past with at least with some of these bourbon uh, bourbony sort of things. But this one is, it's it's okay. okay. It's still pretty good. It's interesting. It's got a tart, kind of soury sort of stripe that goes through it. I think it works... Because the Dark Lord, as you may remember, is just a little bit too sweet at times. Yeah. In looking at these uh, these other variants from 2017, I would have taken just about any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of the message boards that had people trying to trade the 2017 were just, you know, pretty much mocked and laughed at. Oh. Um, the French Vanilla Militia from 2016 is considered to be one of the best ones that Three Floyds has ever made, whereas the 17 is on the other end of the barrel. Interesting. No pun intended. And the fact that there was 2,900 of them made, and the next closest one was 1,500, I think. They're just like, oh, hey, let's get rid of this garbage now and save Uh, all the other stuff, all the good ones for ourselves. So... Went went. Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I still have uh I have one with rye whiskey in it from the Lodestar. Okay. Is the one that I have. So next time I like have a major life event, <laughs> I'll be sure to crack that one out. Alright. What year is that, did you say? Lodestar is this year, Michael. Uh finished in sautern barrels with toasted coconut, I wanna say. Uh I have not read any Reviews or thoughts on it, but that will come at some point. Okay. So, yeah.
0: Jeremy, do you have your Iridium tuxedo on? Uh, no, I don't. (laughs) Get it on! It's awards time, Jeremy. Oh,
1: yeah. Live from... Iridium, you say?
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, it's ultra classy. Uh Uh-huh. It's better than gold, better than platinum. Tungsten. (laughs) Because it's time for the, uh, first annual Mm -hmm. you know we had the zeroth annual earlier this year oh yeah we did didn't we it's the lawnmower man awards do you recall the zeroth annual winner no not at all it was um who does lemon trail exile (laughs) oh exile yeah exiles lemon trail one for last year why was it the zeroth annual well because we thought of it
1: Oh yeah, too late in the season now. Too late, yeah, too late
0: in the season. <laughs> the first annual is a little more uh, timely as uh, we look at the beers from Memorial Day to Labor Day. A.K.A. Jabroni Summer. Thank you. All the ones that we FDR'd in that time period, you know, the episodes that came out in that time period. And uh, we choose the one that we think would work best in the lawnmower beer criteria. You know, is it refreshing? Is it is it not too heavy? Here are the nominees. And the
1: nominees are.
0: Here's the Osmium Envelope, Hopper Revolver,
1: IPA. Okay, yeah.
0: Featuring Nelson Savin Hops, Stone Brewing Company, Steel Reserve, <laughs> Spiked Series,
1: Hard Pineapple. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that, oh, God, that's right. Yes,
0: yes, yes. Tailwind from Big Grove. Oh, Brewing. yeah. Tag from Lying Ridge Brewing Company. A lot of these are the Iowa beers because we had our summer road trip. So, oh yeah, Bohemian Rapids from Iowa Brewing Company.
1: That was a Pilsner, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Coconut Migration from Single Speed Brewing. Oh yeah. Blonde Fatal from Peace Tree Brewing. That's a brutal lawnmower beer. Right there. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah. Some of these are kind of uh, dis- not disqualifying, but you know. Not getting a lot of votes for some of their attributes uh-huh. for a lawnmower beer. Otherwise, yes. great beers. Citra Blonde from Confluence Brewing Company. So
1: that's a good beer.
0: Brute's Best Confluence Brewing Company. Ah, yes. New Glarus Dancing
1: Man Wheat. Wow, oh, that was a good one, too. Deschutes from Deschutes Brewing. Put a pin in that, Michael. Okay. Oh. I was at the grocery store the other day. And uh, walking past the liquor section, not in mind you, past. And there's a reason for this. And there was a cart that had like 80 or 90 the in there. The 12 ounce cans, not the big monsters that we had. Mm-hmm. It's clear and stout. Oh, no, no one else likes it either. <sighs> Kirin Ichiban.
0: Oh yeah. From Kirin Company. Sapporo from Sapporo Breweries. Carlsberg from the Carlsberg Group.
1: I th- I think we can scotch all of the foreign beers. Uh I would say Carlsberg might be in the mix, but maybe. Uh definitely anything over six percent I think should probably be gone. Yeah. So like blonde fatal is no good, the coconut migration is probably not the best idea.
0: No. Um that hop revolver, probably hop not. Hop
1: revolver not the best idea.
0: Uh steel reserve, I probably not either, right? Probably not. Um, Although
1: that was shocking. That was more... It's palatable. It tasted like pineapples. Yeah, it was not too bad. It'll get you drunk. (laughs) Okay, Brute's Bust. I personally wouldn't, but I don't have a lawn.
0: I think it's a little too intricate. You need something a little more Uh straightforward. I agree. I think what it comes down to, I think it comes down to the tailwind. Mm -hmm. Tag. Yep. Potentially Dancing Man Wheat, but as we discovered, that was a kind of a higher
1: ABV. I don't think that one matters, because that one masked it really well, if I remember correctly.
0: Yes. Uh, likely won't win, but the shoots I think, would definitely be a lawnmower beer.
1: I mean, yes, you're technically correct. And then the
0: Kirin and Sapporo have a little too much of that... I can't remember what term we came up the with. The rice. The risosity, or whatever it was.
1: Resissitude. <laughs>
0: Resissitude. Uh, likewise, the Carlsberg has a bit too much of the, what would we end up calling it? Stank, or the green beer stank. Yeah, not skunk. Stank. Uh, stank. So yeah, I think it's Tailwind,
1: Tag, and Dancing Man. Wheat and shoots Um, I have a, a a nominee in my mind. Do we want to type them out in the Skype window? And then do a 3-2-1 contact send. 3-2-1 <laughs>
0: uh, and then say which one we want. So, yeah. You know, probably the timing will be off, but that doesn't matter. 3-2-1. One. One.
1: Okay. Okay. So I, I was kind of shocked by my uh, wanting of the the tag um, because of what makes it great. is is Tangerine, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I really like that tangerine in there. But the Tailwind was mighty refreshing. Right. And it does fit into the stereotype of what a lawnmower beer should be. Right. So yeah. I, I will concede victory to you on this one, Michael. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the Tailwind Golden Ale, literally made for working up a sweat in the summer. Yeah, the Dancing Man, I think, was a little too high ABV. Almost, almost a little too much flavor for a lawnmower beer. It wouldn't be bad, and the shoots, I know you're not gonna let through. Um and so I think yes, tag or tailwind, tag I think would be fine too. I think though the tailwind is a little more straightforward. Classic Lawnmower beer where tag is a little I recall we didn't we weren't like over the moon about it, and I think that tangerine kind of distracts from the the overall lawnmower profile.
1: That's tough but fair. Yeah. You ra- you raise a good point, Michael.
0: So congratulations to Tailwind from Big Grove Brewery the first annual winner of the
1: Lawnmower Man Award. Indeed. And it it seems like that was a pretty big seller for them too. Yellow beer, it was what, four and a half? Yeah, right in that neighborhood. Yeah. Cayman Tallboys had all the Ragbri stuff on it so that, and they just, I'm assuming, they had it everywhere Mm -hmm. on Ragbri. I have a feeling that the people like my father-in-law Who might not necessarily drink a lot of craft beer, but when they try one and they like it, they stick with it. And he was definitely a fan of Tailwind. And he, I do know for a fact that he specifically tried it because it was the Ragbrai beer. And he knew that Big Grove had, you know, like a, uh, what's the word? A pedigree behind it. So some pretty crafty marketing by them. I hope they keep it up because it's good beer.
0: Yeah. So we'll be sending them a little statuette of a. Mm -hmm. Nude man eating grass clippings behind a lawnmower. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) Once again, Stephen King proves that he's got all the ideas. So that's the Lawnmower Man Awards. Thanks, beer. Yeah. Lawnmowers
0: are destroying the planet. All right, let's move on to the FDR. It's, It's that time. We have an official... Oktoberfest Brewery. Ooh, 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 as ooh. it's one of the big 6. It is one of the big 6. And we have on the show today Paulaner. Paulaner? Paulaner. I believe it's a Paulaner. Paulaner. Paul there we go.
1: Paul there
0: we <laughs> yeah. go. That sounds better. A brewery that's been around since 1634, we have their Oktoberfest Weissen. Now previously on the show we've had their Oktoberfest Marzen, which is actually available year round here. Oh really? Uh, but now we're having their Oktoberfest vison, and that was pre-Jeremy too. So oh yeah, uh, <laughs> I was gonna say B J before Jeremy, but <laughs> P J, pre-Jeremy, prior PJ. to Jeremy or pre-Jeremy, yeah, yeah. And A M after Mike. So <laughs> <laughs> here's a little I like that flavor text for you. This golden Oktoberfest lager is the only beer served in Pauliner Oktoberfest tents today.
1: Oh, really? Wow. Oh,
0: so they don't do that other one. It also happens to be the best selling Oktoberfest beer in Germany. Ingredients water, hops, malt, hop varieties Hercules, Hallertauer, traditional. Uh, Pilsner malt and Munich malt are the malt varieties. Mm-hmm. It has 47 calories per every 100 milliliters. It has 6% ABV. Jesus Christ, they do this
1: yeah. at 6%? Yeah. Oh, boy.
0: So I think this one's going to be a little lighter than the Marzin, but, uh, I mean, that remains to be seen, but based on the picture.
1: Lighter but heavier at the same time. Yeah, that's right. The Marsin's not as strong. Uh, Council of the Show brought up that Oktoberfest in Germany is one of his bucket list items, and oh, I, I'd, I'd have to agree with him on that one. Did you go to the website and
0: watch that little video clip by chance? I
1: just saw it, so no I have not. Okay. They have some B roll
0: footage of just the madness that is Oktoberfest and it looks incredible. So Let's crack this thing open. Crack it open, okay.
1: God, I love the Paul Laner. It's so good. Yeah, you had you had the I had the Mars in a couple earlier
0: ago. this year, so yeah.
1: this will be a good comparison. You had it on tap though, right? No, I had a six pack of it. Ooh, okay. But uh This looks exactly as advertised. This is a yellow beer, Michael.
0: Yeah, it's very set of cheers. Eh, Maybe there's a little shade darker than set of cheers beer. Smells very malty. Smells German. Yep. Uh, Slight head retention, although that's kind of fading now. Very clear, no haziness whatsoever. Definitely filtered.
1: Oh, yeah. This lacing is kind of hanging around a little bit when you uh, rotate it around the glass there. A little bit. Not not spectacular. This isn't a Guinness by any stretch of the imagination, but it's got a a nice. Oh, yeah, okay, I take that back. It doesn't really have a head on it. Mine's has gone way too. You know, there's some bubbles in there, not
0: tremendously effervescent, but mm-hmm. uh, Jeremy, why don't you go in? Will do. Uh, I can't remember what they say for Oktoberfest. Prost in German. Oh, what do they say? Like it's tapped when they tap the first oh. keg or something.
1: I, I I don't know.
0: I think it's in the video too. Um, maybe we should just release the video that they have instead of this
1: podcast. Maybe so. We can just make a video of ourselves <laughs> <laughs> watching the video. Oh, wow, Michael. That was a real good video. I learned a lot. Beer, huh? <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This one's good. It's a little. It has a little zest to it that I was not anticipating. It's a little drier.
0: Yeah. It does have a lingering aftertaste,
1: too. I like that aftertaste. Yeah, it's not bad. So I think that... This one is different from the Marzen twofold. One, mm-hmm. stronger, as we've established. Even if yes. it's only slightly, it's still stronger. And at, you know, a liter-ish, or however much that they serve these things in. A hectoliter? I don't know. That 0.2% can add up over the course of a day, I would imagine. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Plus, it does not have that bready sweetness of a Marzen. Mm-hmm. Which, I imagine, after... Drinking all day long could get a little warm in the tooth. So yeah, I, th- I think this one is—it's unfortunate and almost appropriate that this is our uh, lawnmower man award <laughs> because this one would be pretty good for that. It would
0: be pretty good.
1: It might be a little bit too flavorful for that because yeah. it, it does have that German body to it. It was like even on—I can't think of a German beer that I've disliked off the top of my head, but even the bad ones are probably pretty good. Hmm. I would. That's another thing I'd like to do over in Germany. Is find their like bad beer. <laughs> there's no seriously like their. I mean now yeah. There's their, their steel reserve, right? Or yeah. their equivalent of it. Or if it is just American beer. I'm sure there's some. There has to be a like a lower shelf stuff over there. A gas station German beer. <laughs> Gasoline alley in Germany. Cause I bet it would still probably be better than like a regular American light beer. Or I, certainly that's more a, flavorful, out of imagine. That's a good question, yeah. This one, um,
0: I'm surprised, I yeah, I was expecting it to be a little more malt-forward. And, you know, there's a nice malt base there, but there's a significant amount of hot flavor in here. You know, there's some nobility in there.
1: Just a little bit. And some zest and bitterness, which is good. It is good. It's a little bit different, so it's not quite a Marsden, and it's not quite like a Pilsner mm. or a a Blonde or whatever. no. But it, I feel like this is somewhere in between, right? Because it does have a little bit of that Marzen sweetness on it, but it doesn't. It's not as ambery and like, caramelly right. sweet as a Marzen. It does have a little bit of that nobility, but it doesn't have like the full blown, like uh, yeah, punch of a pilsner. Floral pilsner hop. Yeah. Nor does it have the fizz of a pilsner. Right. Or at least the pilsner that's in my mind right now, whatever that may be.
0: Yeah, it's kind of uh, in this in the middle of the triangle there.
1: Have we had any Visins before? Is that just like...
0: Well, like a straight-up Visin versus like a half a Visin. Vice beer Visin.
1: I'm doing some digging, and if my computer holds... There it is. <laughs> uh,
0: honey vice. Yeah, it doesn't count. Yeah, that doesn't count, though. Um, It's not like a true Visin. Um, yeah, no, I think this is probably... Oh, uh, again, going PJ, we had Adelsweiss from Two Brothers Brewing, <laughs> which probably that's a decent example of a vice beer. Mm-hmm. But this is probably very, probably a gold standard vice beer, considering how it's brewed in Munich mm-hmm. uh, and as a German beer. Now, to belabor a point, let's compare it to last week's Sierra Nevada Oktoberfest, which was I, I like it more. Oh absolutely yeah. <laughs> Maybe that was a foregone conclusion. Alright then. That was extremely malty and darker, really amber caramely, mm-hmm. whereas this is again, yeah, straddling the line between a few flavors.
1: Kinda of taking the best of multiple worlds there. Mm-hmm. So, Michael, the answer to your question earlier about what the yell is Oh soft east or <laughs> that's it, yes. Is tapped. Well, uh, like, hey, it's tapped. I think the mayor of Munich is involved in that. He is. He's the one who does the uh, tapping. There you go. Every year, visitors eagerly await to see how many strokes the mayor needs to use before the first beer flows. Bets are even made. <laughs> Best performance is still two strokes. Christian Oude in 2005, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and Dieter Reiter, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. There was also 19 Strokes Required by Thomas Vimmer in 1950. They were having some rough times in 1950. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but
0: this is probably just like slamming a spigot into a wooden barrel. I, I,
1: I think so. Yeah. We'll just assume that that's what's going to happen.
0: You're right. Jeremy, okay, here's the million-dollar question. I don't know. Okay. Um, you recently had the Marzin. I'm going to recuse myself. I've not had that in a long time. Mm.
1: Marzin or Vizen? No wrong answer. No wrong answer. Okay, so it's conditional. Okay. Depends on what I'm doing. If I am going to be so if I was, you know tailgating, let's say. And mm. I missed, the, I missed the tailgate this week, so there's no uh tailgates from hell. Although That's right. uh Council of the Show did bring uh Spiteful's Rabbler to the viewing party here, which was beer with tangerine soda. It was, it was okay. It mm. was fine. Okay. But uh yeah. Next one is in a couple of weeks. I'll report back. Um, but I was sitting around watching football, I'd probably take the vizen. Just because when you're watching football for that long, you need to have something that you can... That's not going to, like, destroy your guts. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't be sitting there drinking French vanilla militia all day. <laughs> <That> <laughs> sure. and poorly oh in, God. like, five different ways. Yeah. If I was... If, okay, so... Let's say I'm at uh, the Sanctuary, mm-hmm. and they're both on tap, or if I got there, you know, magically before the one was sold out, I would probably go Marzen, just because I feel like I like that style more on overall. Right. But... Maybe a little more deeper malts, and... Mm-hmm. mm
0: mm-hmm.
1: Maybe if it's a little bit colder outside, I would go Marzen. Yeah. A little bit warmer, I would go Vizen. Uh Okay. But, very it's, cromulent, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you can directly compare them. Okay. I'm just going to completely cop out. Okay, sure. Should we get into final summary and rating on this? I mean, yeah, let's do it.
0: Yeah, I guess I'll go. I mean, clearly, it's German style, the superior Oktoberfest, you know, a true Oktoberfest. The Oktoberfest. The Oktoberfest. One of the six, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. Definitely like it. You know, best Oktoberfest so far of the two. We got a few more coming in the rest of the month. Oh yeah, and, and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, those are yeah pumpkins too. Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. yeah that will be interesting. Um. So. What do you think? I like it a lot. I I could see myself drinking it, like you said, in a variety of settings. Would you uh, reach?
1: Would you reach? Oh, absolutely. Would you get? Would it pass the six pack?
0: Test. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, me like, too. Like, actually, you know, if this was in, you know, how I'll, last year I got that twenty-four pack of Warsteiner. Granted, that was oh, like yeah a super sale, but I'd do the same thing with that super sale or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, easy drinking, very solid, beyond solid. That's why I'm going to give it a four. Um, it's refreshing to have a beer like this. That's just the German style, so well done. Nice body, nice flavor. Not a lot detracting from it. Yeah, just like a gold standard to measure other
1: mm-hmm. Oktoberfests against. So I have a feeling that in our upcoming Oktoberfest fest that we're doing, that we're going to hit a lot of Marzins as opposed to the Visen style. So yes. I don't, I don't know how we're going to be able to compare this one overall. Outside of it, you know, just being a, a straight up German beer, yeah. which which we dig, right. Well, that's been established. I'm going to say, well, yeah, I'll give this a four. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of it's unusual because it's it's got that German feel, but it doesn't have the German taste, or at least the one that I would not, would inherently associate with a, something that says Oktoberfest or Paul Lehner on the bottle. There's kind of a degree of separation there. Like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of halfway between a Mars and then a Pilsner, sort of, kind of, not really, but right. maybe. But yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Worth checking out and
0: worth celebrating the season with. Absolutely. Get your big dimpled mugs and go
1: from there. <laughs>
0: in any case, this is another one down the gullet. Yeah. How has your October Fest been going? Get in touch. You can do so in a variety of ways. Facebook.com slash APMPod at APMPod on Twitter. Emails directly at gmail.com. Check us out on Tapped apnpod there too. We're Mike. Uh, the aforementioned after Mike host emeritus keeps up with our ratings there. Thank you, Mike. Uh huh. <laughs> you sounded like King of the Hill guy there. Um, rate, <laughs> review, subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. But we'll leave it at that. So for Jeremy, I've been Michael. For Michael, I have been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers.